And welcome back, Broomers, to part two of Queen of Shadows in the Throne of Glass series. Last week, we talked about the non-magical practitioner characters. <laughs> and this week, we're finally talking about Abraxas, our favorite character, as well as the witches. So I uh, hope you enjoy. <laughs> Okay, I have to talk about our favorite character first, Abraxas. I fucking love Abraxas oh, yes, so I know. much. Um, <laughs> I have so many quotes from the book that I had to share, and I am sorry, but <laughs> um, it Tuck just in, shows... people. I'm just going to be back here <laughs> eating, <laughs> chewing on some gummies while she chewing on some rowan. Be... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I couldn't help it because it it just shows how Abraxas is, and I love him. Uh, I have <clears throat> the straw-coated floor crunched beneath their boots, a cool breeze sweeping in from where the roof had been ripped off thanks to Sorrel's bowl, to keep the wyverns from feeling less caged, and so Abraxas would watch the stars as he liked to do. <laughs> like, oh! So I just get this little visual of this this sweet little dragon looking up watching the stars and like you remember that he was he was kept chained up underground for so long so he loves being outside he loves the flowers he loves the stars and i just love him and uh there's this one too that was really sweet um <clears throat> Abraxas sucked in a great breath, tucked his wings in tight, and fell off the side of the post. He liked to do that, just rumble off as though he'd been struck dead. Her wyvern, it seemed, had a wicked sense of humor. The first time he'd done it, she'd roared at him. Now he just did it to show off, as the wyverns <laughs> of the rest of the 13 had to jump up and out and then plunge, their bodies too big to nimbly navigate the narrow trop. So... <laughs> I love that he's just fucking with her at this point. He's like, uh, are we going to die? We're going to die. We're going to die. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and, um, and once again, you have a, another thing of him being, uh, okay, so you, they, they all kind of come together, uh, toward the end and, um, uh, el el lead excuse me, uh, who we just met in the last one. Uh, she's Marion's daughter, right? Yeah. Um, she, uh, cause Mary was the, um, uh, okay. I'm trying to remember if it was a, if, um, Mary was the, like uh, kind of like the, handmaid. not the wet nurse. Yeah. Hand, she was, she was in charge of also taking care of Eileen back when Eileen was actually a princess. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, I, Elid was um her yeah Elid lived with them she kind of can remember Eileen and I think that her goal is also to try to get back to her because mm -hmm. her life sucks that sucks <laughs> so badly she she is a human she is crippled and how she became crippled was when because when um Eileen's parents were killed at the same time 
um, Elise's parents were also murdered. Her mother was murdered trying to save Eileen. And um, so she gets sent to live with her Uncle Vernon. And Uncle Vernon is a dick. (laughs) Um, Worse than a dick. He is a horrible um, scrotum-sucking dick. (laughs) Vernon Dursley. I also put... (laughs) Like, super skinny. (laughs) He's Vernon Dursley if Vernon Dursley broke Harry Potter's legs. Yeah. (laughs) Which... To be fair, he didn't. He didn't break <laughs> Elite's leg. She fell down the stairs, and he's just like, you'll fucking hear, basically. Like, he mm-hmm. does not give a shit about her. I, you know, so it's like, he basically likes the fact that he was able to take over what is rightfully hers. Because she also has um, um, either like a, I don't know if you would call it like a lordship, but she has a lot of claim to a lot of um, rights and everything mm-hmm. and titles. So that's the only reason he really likes, you know, it's only okay with having her around is because that gives him the rights and everything as her guardian and it gets but he kind of like a uh, shakespearean because he killed his brother who so he could get those the, the lands yeah at least he's not trying to marry her which is yeah i, I actually was nice. worried that that was going to happen later on as i was reading more about it i was like oh please don't let this be part of it i don't need any of this right now <laughs> but yeah so she's crippled like she walks with um a limp and it's painful. It's you know she talks about how it's painful to like move at a certain speed and everything. So, and she has chains on her, her legs. Yeah, manacles. Because for some reason she's crippled in a way that you know she can't walk that fast. But he's still afraid that she's going to run really fast. Yeah, down a mountain. They're in a mountain cave where there's no life in sight for miles and miles. And she's still chained. So, yeah. Let's just add in the, again, he is worse than a total dick. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just, I, 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 I hate that guy so much. No, no yeah. He's a total prick. I hate prick. his character. And um, now, I think in the last book, the third book, uh, Manon found out that she was uh, part witch. And she had witch mm-hmm. in her blood. And uh, in this... Uh, Elite finally meets Abraxas. <laughs> I love it. And they love each other. Oh God, yes. <laughs> He's like, oh, you can cuddle with me. I know yes. it's nice and warm. Let's snuggle. Yes. It says Abraxas lowered himself to the ground, stretching out his neck until the head until his head rested on the hay, not ten feet from Elite. Those giant black eyes stared up at her almost dog-like. <laughs> He is a puppy. Oh, and then uh, I love this because after after she leaves, this is uh, you soft-hearted worm man and hissed at Abraxas once the cunning mini-faced girl was gone. The girl might be hiding secrets, but her lineage wasn't one of them. She had no idea that witch blood flowed strong in her mortal veins. A crippled leg and a few chains and you're in love? Abraxas nudged her with his snout and Manon gave him a firm but gentle slap before leaning against his warm hide and ripping open the letter addressed in her grandmother's handwriting. So she's basically, like, once again, I think it was in the last book where she's kind of chiding him for loving uh, flowers. <laughs> Everybody's got this badass dragon, and she's she's got the one that loves flowers. She's got the golden retriever. Yes. Let's, 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 <laughs> everybody else has got the um the 
um, the dog, God, what are the dogs that they use the, uh, to watch like, uh, garbage dumps and everything? Oh yeah. Um, like, um, uh, uh. Oh my what are those, God. the stereotypical ones? Like Rottweilers. And, yeah, she, yeah, they've got, yeah, everybody else has got the Rottweilers and she's got the Golden Retrievers. It's like, <laughs> you want to throw the ball now? Let's throw yeah. the ball now. Oh, you got the ball? In oh, fact, you want pets? I like pets too. You got good pets. Let's get the good pets in. And all the other ones are just like, yeah. And Ava says, uh, Abraxas had tensed, his tail shifting over the stones. The useless beast was worried for the girl. Manon narrowed her eyes at him. Isn't your kind supposed to eat young women? He glared at her. <laughs> and, says, um, and one of them says to her, and yet you tolerate a wyvern who sniffs flowers and makes puppy eyes at this girl. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I love this. I love this. Okay. So I, I have two more to share and I'm sorry, but it's Abraxas and I love him. So uh, from Aelin's perspective, Aelin sees the, the 13 and <laughs> says only 13 wyverns were grounded in the meadow. The smallest of them was sprawled on his belly, face buried in a mound of wildflowers. <laughs> Iron spike. <laughs> I love it so much because that's so him. And then um, the final was uh, they alighted on a little plateau covered in purple and orange wildflowers. It's grasses hissing in the wind. Abraxas was practically grunting with joy. <laughs> I love him so much. And like, you know that he's a badass and that he like, he, with Manon's help, they, they killed the biggest, baddest wyvern together. But like, but yeah, he also, and they also saved a witch as well. Yes. Um, so yes, it's, yeah, he's, he's a badass. <laughs> he is a badass. I don't know how to explain. Like he's a badass, but he's a softy, you know. Yes. After he's done killing, he just wants to, you know, Sniff make flowers. flower decorations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he just wants to play fetch. I, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, it might be with a bone from some other creature, but he wants to play fetch. <laughs> you know, one of the bones of his enemies that he killed, but it's fetch. <laughs> So, unfortunately, uh, Duke Parrington is back. Al's is Caitlin Rompier, the woman who... Yes. And, and it's not really unfortunate. It's for, unfortunate she's still alive, only because, again, another one who's suffering, who's mm-hmm. clearly just been drugged out of her mind and... Uh, you kind of see it at the uh, in the book where she's imprisoned in the second one when they send... Um, at the time, uh, Selena, um, mm-hmm. to, you know, cool off and he, she yeah. finds her just, um, you know, just they speaking beat in the random. hell out of her. They're, and... they're also probably sexually assaulting yes. her. The, uh, so she's just broken. And she's of course, Duke Parrington's wife now. Mm-hmm. So, but we, we all know that she's, she's just broken inside. And I think even they, um, I think even Manning kind of notices that she's yes. just kind of a puppet. Or she's empty. Yeah, she's just like kind of a zombie and just kind of going around, not like kind of catatonic and uh, wearing a like very scantily clad, but you could see that she's also covered in bruises. Um, so yeah, they're not treating her very well, obviously. Um, and Duke Parrington explains to Manon, who's now wing leader, 
uh, about his plan to breed the witches with the Valg, Eu. And um, so he says that, you know, uh, it's... <laughs> I have in my notes, it says... Uh, he said that he, he wants to uh, have some uh, a Blackbeak coven under her command to test. And she says, we'll test how... And he says to determine whether they are compatible for breeding with our allies from another realm, the Valg. And I have it in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I just wanted your note to just be, ew. That was actually my reaction. I first read that. I was like, ew, how? Please don't tell me. No, yeah. never mind. I don't want to know how. I don't want to know how. But then he does say like, not, not breed as humans do, of course. It would be an easy, relatively painless procedure. Um, listeners, whenever somebody tells you that something is going to be a relatively painless procedure, note the fact that they didn't say painless. <laughs> they had to add on a qualifier. And the key term the word relatively yes. should perk you up a little. Yes. Like relative to what? Um, so they they sew a a stone just beneath the belly button. So they make them into like little troll dolls, apparently. Um, and wow, that's a good image. I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> except there, except you can't like w- rub their little stone belly and make a no. wish. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> that's what I was always told the troll dolls of, you know, yesteryears from the nineties. And they're probably not with them. pretty stones either. <laughs> no. But uh, he says that the stone allows them in and uh, a child born of Valg and witch bloodlines. You can understand what an investment that would be. Your witches value your offspring so ardently. And so she tries to convince him to use uh, one of the many humans that are around them. And he says that, you know, you can't, you have to have, uh, you have to have magic in your blood and uh, the most compatible are witches, because he says only witches have Valg blood already flowing in their veins. So he, she tells him, of course, to basically fuck off and they're, that they're not his whores. Her words, not mine. Um, and he threatens to hurt and kill Abraxas if she doesn't give him a black beak coven in a week. So... She's obviously stuck in a um, a really hard situation, but um, her grandmother's kind of all for it as well. Oh, God. Yeah. Her grandma's. Well, we all know she's a she's a bitch. She's not the candy kind of like grandma that would have like caramel chews. We we established the no hard candies in her purse. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so apparently some uh, uh, yellow legs, uh, a yellow legs. Uh, coven Yellow Legs Clan, part of the Yellow Legs Clan, come forward to volunteer for implantation. Yeah, and um, and yeah, it does not. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's like, okie dokie, that works for me. Uh, but but uh, we also find out that witches only exist because of the Valg. Uh, they are their offspring. So uh, Ghislaine, the the scholarly one of the 13 said that uh quote they wanted our world for their own and they thought a good way to get it would be to ensure that their offspring could survive here 
they're humans, uh, the humans weren't compatible, uh, compatible, I can't talk, uh, too breakable. But the Fae, the Valg kidnapped and stole whatever Fae they could. And because your eyes are getting that glazed look, I'm just going to jump to the end and say the offspring became us, witches. The Iron Teeth took after our Valg ancestors more, while the Crochins got more of the Fae traits. The people of these lands didn't want us here, not after the war, but the Fey King Brannon didn't think it was right to hunt us all down. So he gave us the you, Western Wastes. You have to admit that that's almost kind of a sideswipe to the Yellow Legs, where it's right? like, yeah, the Yellow Legs got the ugly side, yeah. and we got the really pretty face <laughs> side. <laughs> the Croatians got the best side. <laughs> Blackbeak, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not as ugly as the Yellow Legs, so... Yes. <laughs> Look around for a yellow legs person. Ah, oh, damn it. Like, they weren't here to hear that. <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, and we find out that, that witches value, highly, highly value their offspring because, um, unfortunately really what's man his grandmother doing <laughs> well i mean they they, they value I babies i should say and being able to um to have a child this is there's no greater pride than to bear a witch child for your clan and no greater shame than to lose one this one was rough uh that was really really rough um because uh do you want to share the story of Asterin. Uh, I got to share the Arobin story. Do I have to share the sad story? <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> I got to share the fun story. Okay. Uh, okay. I, we can I probably, I probably deserve that one now that I think about it. It's like, oh yeah, I got to do the fun thing. <laughs> okay. So, well, first off, Asterin, um, who is normally a man in second, keeps getting demoted mm -hmm. because Asterin's just like, uh, why the fuck are we giving witches over? I don't care if they're yellow legs. This is just not right. It doesn't sound right. And so man demotes her. And then Asterin keeps questioning her and demotes her again. So it's, it's not, so, God, it's, it's just so depressing. So Asterin, um... Is it's clearly the one who's looking out for the best. She's looking out the best interest for Elide. She's the one who um, um, gets man to kind of help Elide, and Elide says that she chooses to be a witch when she finds out that she's a witch. So there's so much to love about Astrin because she clearly has a conscience, which a lot of them are. You know, they try to say that the witches don't have any. They have. They're supposed to be unfeeling. You know, no sympathy. They have no hearts. Yes. So, at one point, Astrin falls in love with a human man. Long story short, um, because it's, again, this is just depressing. And she ends up becoming pregnant with the man's baby. And Manon's grandmother finds out about this. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, she's angry that you know this is the offspring and she ends up basically killing astrin's lover and um i believe beats astrin within an inch of her life and she ends up losing the baby at the same time so or she yes no i think i'm trying, the, I'm trying to remember his, no i don't think she she killed the um the the man i think uh 
like Astrin said that she would go back to look for him and uh she never had I, I a- maybe th- it's Again, that's the problem where I might have been reading ahead. Oh, <laughs> well, no. Um, so I'm just like, I'm like, I carry like that's that's the one part where like, giving away things. I'm just like, I also know certain things, <laughs> well, no, and it, it's um, alluded to. I don't know how much. It, again, it's like trying to remember all the different things of like what was said where. But um, well, I think what yeah, happened just, was that um, she Asterin, uh was starting to give birth, but the baby didn't live. And because uh, uh, the the mother or the grandmother slash matron uh, brought her back to uh, the keep, I guess, uh, where, wherever they were staying. And uh, she didn't tell Manon because she didn't want Manon to be looking after her. So she just kind of kept her there as a secret while she was pregnant because they value having, you know, babies, the witchlings Children, so yeah. much. But unfortunately, the baby didn't survive, and so yeah. And then she gets yeah. Then she beat beaten. the shit out of Astrin and uh, branded her. Oh, God, that was that was rough. Um, yeah, just wait till you read more into the fifth one <laughs> or the uh, yeah the fifth one. <laughs> that's why I'm sort of like that. If you think that was rough, oh God, yeah. That's why I'm like I don't know how much I really need to tell right now. <laughs> yeah, so. Astrin, toward the the end of the book, she comes clean with with Manon and says, "Like, look, this is why I'm fighting you so hard on on uh, the the Valg and having witchlings with us. Like, you know, it's it's not something to be taken lightly. And this is you know what happened to me. So that one, yeah, that was rough. But um, we do find out that Caltain's been been kept in Morath." So um, going back to, you know, uh, what Jane was saying earlier, uh, she has magic in her blood. So she was chosen to host a Valg and now she's covered in bruises and she's catatonic. Uh, and she, but she can use shadow fire on a soldier to torture him. <laughs> so yay. she can take orders. Yeah. yeah she's, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she's but she's kept a secret. That she was able to fight the Valg off and silence it, uh, sil- silence the Valg inside her. And so now she, she yeah, she has the shadow fire that's immensely destructive. Um, but Manon gets her to talk and she says, where does, where does the shadow fire come from? And uh, Caltane says, from me, in a voice that was dead and hollow and yet vicious, it has always been there, asleep, and now it is awoken, shaped anew. She'd forgotten the name she'd been given, but it made no choice. She had only one name now, Death Devourer of Worlds. I fucking love that. The <laughs> second choice band name. Yes. <laughs> we are Broomflix, Devourers of Worlds. <laughs> You should point. We should also bring out that um, when um, Elide decides to choose which, when Bannon asks her, mm-hmm. you know, she also kind of becomes a spy for Bannon because she wants to know what the fuck yes. is going on down there with the yellow legs oh, um, God, yeah. as they're giving birth. Yeah, another really harsh scene because Elide is very, very upset when she comes back because basically what she does is she pretends to take laundry down to the dungeons mm-hmm. to sneak a peek. And then when she comes back, she just starts like vomiting, and um, basically the yellow legs have already given birth and they're pregnant again, and they're 
the yellows are basically chained to tables and begging to be set free. Yeah. And that's all. That's what you hear from Elide. So you don't even get to, I mean, thankfully in this case, you don't get to see the whole picture. But so you can clearly understand that, again, the word relatively is very important yes. in the painless part of that conversation. God, yes. Yeah. And uh, they are much like Dorian. They're just begging to be set free and or killed. So it that it, it's it's rough, y'all. Uh, this book is is full of rough shit. Um, but uh, again, you're about to read another rough couple <laughs> chapters going forward. I'm just I'm just warning everybody that if you have not read the fifth book, there is a lot of things in there that took a lot out of me. Where it was like I. Uh, I need somebody to talk to, and nobody else has read this. I'm just going to sit here with it for a while, knowing what I know, and I don't know what to say. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, uh, so, yeah, we find out all this, this, uh, yeah, this awfulness, and Caltain tries to use her shadow fire to destroy Morath, but it wasn't as destructive as she was hoping. Like, it doesn't take down the whole place, but, um, well, I should say that, okay, so Caltane found out that, uh, they, uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, we're kind of like skipping around with characters. Yeah, I think it's sorry. like kind of the issue we're going through right now because, um, you know, we've got obviously man and man and's grandma, grandmother and Duke Parrington and Vernon are all basically just. They're trying to raise a Volg army. That's kind mm-hmm. of what they're doing with all these pregnancies, is they're trying to create an army. And they meet up and with them in the in the woods, right? In the Yes, Eileen's I- group meets up with them, and Dorian's there. Um, uh, Eileen doesn't oh. meet with Dorian, but they, they, they see each other, um, and Dorian and Manon have a little flirt. But then <laughs> Even Manon's able to see that he's still in there. And that he's yeah. basically trying to goad her into killing him. Yeah. And, oh. and she doesn't because only Eileen seems to understand that Dorian wants to die. Yeah. Maz is like, nah. But yeah, it's, um, it, yeah, Dorian is like trying to goad her into killing him. And again, she doesn't. But, um, yeah, it's like I said, I'm trying to see like how are we going to skip around this because we got Caltain trying to destroy the mountain, but before that there's the conversation that she has with Elide mm-hmm. to um give um to go and meet uh Celiana before yeah. um Elide meets um Eileen, not knowing obviously that they're the same person because because um... <laughs> cuz Caltain like um wants to give something to Celiana that she owes to her for being kind to her, even though she was a total, you know... Well, first, uh, Uncle Vernon Dursley decides that... Like, he finds out <laughs> that... That caught me off guard. <laughs> I was like, wait, his name's not... Oh, yeah. He yeah. finds out that Elide does, in fact, have uh, witch... Witch blood. Yeah, and... Because he was suspecting at first, but wasn't sure. And so he tries to... Um, he decides that they should try to implant her and um so you know she's seen what happened to the yellow legs clan and so she's just you know going insane and this is like really hard too because the whole time she's saying like she's being kept in uh, a, a cell and she's telling herself you know your mother marion died uh to save aelin 
and you're you're just as fierce as your mother and honor her memory. You're going to go down fighting, but she just can't. And like she keeps trying to tell herself that, you know, you're strong, you're you're a fighter and you're going to take these people on. But she just can't. She can't do it. And um, anyway, the uh, they're taking her down deeper into the dungeon to uh, implant her. And she uh, she's just got a robe on. And so the the uh, soldiers there can see her her nakedness and they're about to uh, assault her. And then Caltain shows up <laughs> and now Caltain's a total fucking badass. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, she she destroys. Uh, well, she actually, yeah, before she does that, she she uh, it says Caltain just squeezed Elite's fingers. You find Selena Sardothian. Give her this. No one else. No one else. Tell her that you can open any door if you have the key and tell her to remember her promise to me to punish them all. When she asks why, tell her I said that they would not let me bring back the cloak she gave me, but I kept a piece of it to remember that promise she made to remember or to remember to repay her for a warm cloak in a cold dungeon. And then it says she disrobed as she walked out of the room, let them see what had been done to her, the body they'd wasted. She made it two steps into the hall before they noticed her and beheld the black flames rippling off of her. Death, devourer of worlds. <laughs> and I put in my notes, fuck yes. <laughs> like, so Caltain, who was, who was the mean girl uh, and bitch in the first one, is now, like, is now fucking death, devourer of worlds. She is vengeance incarnate. And, um, she basically tells Manon and Alid, like, get out now. I'm about to blow this the shit up. The mountain's coming down. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, do, And yeah. do you know what, uh, Cal did I, do you know what Calton gave to Alid? Yeah, she, okay, so she dug, I think she, she had that piece of the cloak that Aelin gave her. And, uh, it, she used it to wrap up a stone that was in her arm that she mm -hmm. cut out. And I was assuming that that stone was like, uh, one of the first attempts to get the, uh, Valg implanted. You'll find out. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, again, I, I'm, I'm trying to be so cautious cause I've read ahead. So mm. I'm just like, Okay, okay, I appreciate not, it. And, and I'm I'm trying to remember which scenario happened when, when I'm trying to like piece these all together, going like, okay, how much do I say? No, don't say anything. Okay, got pause. Take a step yeah, back. Yeah, <laughs> I just assumed that she was one of the first uh that they that they um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh they tested on. Mm -hmm. But uh yeah, so Manon is able to get uh to get a lead out and the 13 and um they they have her in the 13's fighting leathers and they drop her off in the um in the woods and basically say like hey you know um just just go keep walking that way we're going to tell them that you you died and we were out 
uh, in practice. But uh, before all this, I should say that, uh, so, yeah, it, it's hard to, because there's so many characters, it's hard to focus on, like, one storyline. But um, when Aelin met Manon, they uh, they had themselves a bit of a fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, long story short... Uh, they, Aelin was able to bring this whole, like, uh, ruin, the, the ruins of, uh, a tower basically down on, uh, on Manon. And Manon was still alive, but she was, um, she was, like, they were, the, the, the world around them was, like, kind of crumbling and, uh, they were about to lose uh the the bridge so their only way off but uh but Aelin save chose to save Manon's life and so now Manon owes her a blood debt and uh so so she uh in uh in her part she saves uh or she she flies over to uh Rifthold to leave the note for Aelin because they're planning to go take down the tower, uh the watchtower, because that'll bring magic back. And they're they're going to basically kill the king and uh try to save Dorian. And well, and you got to bring up one other little point to this because Rowan gets hurt during this battle. Yes. He gets shot by an arrow from Astrin. And oh, um, yes. the reason that Dorian, do you remember, remember why Rowan gets hurt? Uh, no. Uh, he goes back to, because um, basically Kaol realizes that he probably should have killed Dorian. <laughs> Yes, finally. And he goes back yes, to kill Dorian, uh-huh. and Rowan's like, no, don't do that, because the 13 are there, and they're a bunch of witches, and you're going to get yourself fucking killed. And he goes off and the of course, wrong way and ends yeah. up where the witches are. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then Rowan, and um, and that's when Aelin has the battle with Man, and Rowan gets shot with an arrow to the shoulder, mm-hmm. not to the knee. And <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, old reference. <laughs> so, and um, they take uh, Rowan to the healer who um, oh, is uh, related to Nesserin's father. I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, midwife at Nesserin's uh, father's ha- farm mm-hmm. who's a healer they can trust. And Kaol's like apologizing to like Aelin about like <laughs> everything that happened. So you know, like he finally realizes that Dorian probably <laughs> wanted to die, and now what else has gone so, ruin her. So basically, I'm not you're Kaol right, is the worst. But... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should kill Dorian. <laughs> like I'd been saying, Dorian in the first place, this never would have happened, and uh, now your like semi boyfriend lover's dead. Um, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not saying you're uh, right, but I'm just saying that we should do what I was always saying, and we should kill Dorian because that's what I was saying from the beginning. <laughs> Kale gaslighting her. <laughs> you the remember? Time. 
Well, actually, that's what I was saying. Anyway, so we should just go kill Dorian. <laughs> but yeah, so they're that that's the plan. And uh they find the Sin Eaters Temple and they find a bunch of explosive, uh like insanely explosive shit. And uh, they're going to use it to uh, to bring down the watchtower uh, and kill and not kill. Uh, excuse me, um, Adian and um, and Rowan, our uh, our favorite male <laughs> fave meat. Um, uh, favorite cut of meat. Okay, yeah. let's not go with favorite male. I'm still haven't picked yet. <laughs> um, they're they're going off to uh, to to do that while Selena and Kale try to take or excuse me, uh Aelin and Kale try to take down uh the print or the king and the save king. Dorian or kill Dorian. So um they, they, right now they could go either way, it seems like it felt yeah. like <laughs> um but luckily uh Aelin's able to save Dorian and break the collar that was keeping the Valg Prince within him and uh they discover that there was a Valg inside of uh inside the King of Adderlin, but mm-hmm. he was secretly helping Aelin when like obviously not uh not to her knowledge but he was setting things up that would help Aelin uh, when he could. And um, still, <laughs> even though he's no longer um, uh, taken over by the Valg or inhabited by the Valg, he kills the shit out of his dad by binding his power with Aelin's. And uh, meanwhile, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So at this point, we think that Kale's dead because uh the king blasted a bunch of magic in there with kale but um yeah sorry bad news uh he's he's not dead um <laughs> he is he is um he is not mortally wounded no. in vain <laughs> Uh, Aelin slipped the eye of Elena in his pocket and that protected him apparently. So, um, meanwhile, Rowan and Adian are able to blow up the watchtower, releasing magic. However, um, they do get stuck in the tunnels by, uh, attacking Valg soldiers and Lorcan surprises them by helping them fight their way through. And just when they think it's over that they can no longer fight and they're about to die and, uh, bite it. Lorcan uh has basically pieced out on them. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah, this isn't going well. Well, see you guys. And <laughs> Lysandra shows up as a fucking snow leopard. Ghost leopard. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's a, a ghost special leopard. kind of leopard. It's a ghost leopard. <laughs> it's a new shape she's taken now that magic is free. So she's like, this is the first thing I'm taking. Yes. I'm taking it. And the the way they describe it is something like the biggest that I've always imagined it um, as probably like one of the biggest fucking cats you've ever seen. She's a real like big wild cutie. cats you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not like, one of the think meowies. tiger times five <laughs> yeah. or something is how I kind of imagine it. I'm just like, yeah. yep, she's. Because everybody's afraid of it. Like everybody yes. talks about when she's like, yeah, I'd be a ghost leopard. Everybody just looks at her like, 
the fuck Jesus kind of Christ. Christ yeah. Is <laughs> yeah, just the mention of a ghost leopard and they're like, fuck. And they're like basically <laughs> peeing their pants. Um, <laughs> I, I love this because she just becomes as badass, if not more badass than Caltane. And, uh, the last quote of the book I've got, uh, <laughs> for this episode, uh, the, the soldiers in the sewer were screaming as she tore into them a death for every day in hell, a death for the childhood taken from her and from Evangeline. She was fury. She was wrath. She was vengeance. She became death incarnate. <laughs> Love it. So yeah, like they're, they're, they're out of hope. They're about to die. And then in comes Lysandra. Like, what's up, bitches? I'm a cat. <laughs> I think I know the title of the movie of the, of the episode. What's up, bitches? I'm a cat. <laughs> but my question is, during all of this, where the hell is Dorian's mom? No, I was, uh, they've been sent away, remember? Like, he sent them away, like, so long ago. Like, I'm just like, yeah, what has happened to them? Like, I'm, I... I'm hoping that maybe they show up kind of in the seventh book because mm. I, I don't care for them because she was kind of like, oh, pretty things. And little boy was like, I just want to kill all yeah. the bugs around here by ripping <laughs> off their wings. Yes. <laughs> yeah, little baby Joffrey. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. And even Dorian's like, oh, God, like I can't I cannot let him become <laughs> king. Well, and Dorian was scared that um, Houston Houston would start showing powers the way Dorian was. And I mean, this is kind of actually where it gets a little bit sad Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, obviously, like, they bring back magic. And during that time, um, um, Aelin and Dorian fight together against, you know, Dorian's father, the king. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dorian's father reveals that, um, you know, he knew that Dorian had powers and... So he built like towers to protect him. Like while he still had was under Aww. like some sort of control, but he was like he did all these little things in secret, knowing that his body was slowly being taken over by the Volg. Yeah. And so it's like it's like it's just it's sort of like this horrible person. It's just like, oh God, God damn it. Like you start to realize it's like, oh, he, there was still a part of him that was still probably a very caring human being that Dorian basically never got to meet. So mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's Oh, and then you also find out mm. that um the big bad um Erwan Erwan is actually in Duke Parrington's body. So yep. Duke Parrington's not really Duke Parrington. He is the big bad that we're going to follow for a long time in the next in the couple next coming books. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know. It's like I don't think I'm giving away spoilers. He is going to be part of the big bad cuz he is um like a basically he's like a vault king. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The best way of describing it. (laughs) Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, Duke Parrington, and uh, with this, we end with uh, with uh, uh, Caltaine taking down Morath and uh, sacrificing herself. Sacrificing herself. Yes. R.I.P. Caltaine. (laughs) Rest in power. Fought to the. Yeah, rest in. Oh, rest in power, indeed. And um, we got the glass castle 
destroyed. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because remember, this was a glass castle. <laughs> we kind of forget Which about that really midway through. Dumb idea. And um, and uh, by the way, I I I just verified his brother is Holland. As in Holland. Oates. Oh, Holland. Thank you. I, <laughs> Holland. Okay. Yeah. I, I, he just disappeared so long ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't remember. I know it was some H name and we got too many other names and I'm just not. Yeah. Holland. Um, okay, good. You looked at it up. I was like, Oh, what the fuck? Was yeah. It's H O L L I N, but I just keep thinking Holland Oates. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Holland is close enough to what we're ever going to get. Cause that's not part of my pronunciation guide that I have pulled up every time we do one of these episodes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So it's not on the list. It's not getting pronounced right. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Dorian basically just thrashes the fucking glass castle. And, uh, and, they see that it's about to like the the glass shards are gonna go like basically rain upon the people of Rifthold and kill them or you know hurt them uh, well as much as a fucking wall of glass can, which is quite a bit. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Rowan uses his powers to kind of like move the the glass while. Uh, while Aelin uses her powers like with a fire and they create a wall of glass, which is kind of cool. Yeah. They combine powers. <laughs> I just thought it was I just thought it was was um um something that um when I was going through some of the synopsis and everything, um something that I would just want to bring up mm-hmm. is when um um Aelin does land on the ground after like the glass and everything, she passes out and she wakes up with Dorian beside her and Next to him is K.O.L. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. they get to be together again. <laughs> My favorite bromance. Um, I know. We're all, but now K.O.L. is um, paralyzed yeah. from the waist down. And he is to be sent off to the southern continent where they have um, probably some of the best healers. Um, and Dorian also names him the King's Hand because Dorian is now king. Yeah, his dad's dead, and that's how secession works. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I mentioned it before that uh, as part of her blood debt, Manon went to Rifthold uh, with with uh, uh, Abraxas, and they just uh, she wrote on the the wall in um, uh, in Rifthold a message that says he is still in there or he's still alive, something like basically. Yeah, he's still, it- Mm-hmm. It, uh, I was gonna, you were gonna say it's the clue that Dorian's still there because he was trying to goad Manon into killing him. Yeah. So it's like clearly it's like oh yeah no Dorian's still. so that gave her the the sign that she needed to say like okay let, let's actually try to save him. Yeah. So so um yeah so that's how they knew that you know he was still the, able to be saved and they try, like she tried Aelin was just like you know I know you're in there and he stabbed her and uh, but uh I think she was about to give up when uh I think you know she finally saw that flicker of him come back and she was able to destroy the uh the collar around his neck so yay yeah. sis and the scales going away. Um, Aelin and Rowan and Adrian and Lysandra, along with Evangeline and also um, Violine, uh, Aelin's dog is yes! back. Yes, <laughs> finally. 
<laughs> briefly. Going like, oh. <laughs> yes, real briefly. Well, Evangeline falls in love with this yes, dog. Okay, like yeah. the, the yeah, very briefly as Linda's reading into the next book, it's like yeah, dogs is around for a bit, but becomes basically Evangeline's dog, and probably for the better because mm-hmm. Evangeline clearly loves this dog. And, and Ayla um, doesn't give her enough love, is... <laughs> attention. She's like God. She's <laughs> a while. good dog. <laughs> the dog needs love. Damn it. <laughs> so Dorian stays to be king and kind of pick up the pieces of his kingdom and mm-hmm. um the um I was gonna say the quadruple group. I can't remember how many people are in that group now. <laughs> but they go to uh Terrasen, which is um Eileen's homeland. Mm-hmm. And so she finally gets to go back home. And yeah. that's how it ends. Ta-da! <laughs> Yay! So much stuff going on. And I promise yeah. you, at the end of the um Sixth book, a lot of people do start coming together, okay? But we are going to be very disjointed in the in the fifth book. So not sixth yeah. book, the fifth book. Because it still has very disjointed stories. Because you've got um, Elide on her own. You've got Manon on her own, um, in her own way. You've got um, Eileen and Lysandra and... Um, Adian um, doing their thing and Dorian's doing his thing mm-hmm. and then it, some of them split up because Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <and> <laughs> so yeah, there's... Don't a, ask. I'm, it's a long story. We'll cover in the next one. I'm a third of the yes. way through it and I'm just like, uh, like <laughs> where are we going next? But um, All over the place, but yes. Yeah. So sorry, this is a long episode. Maybe we'll just uh, cut it in two. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, so much, so much. And um, and there's more. There's going to be more. <laughs> I, yeah, we could have cut it down if I would have uh, not talked about Abraxas. But fuck you. I'm going to talk about Abraxas. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I love him. Send your Abraxas fan art to. <laughs> please. Oh, my God, please. I would be so happy about that. Um, but now I'm like, like, hey, what is our PO box number? <laughs> <laughs> but you can always send it to us on Twitter at at Broomflix or uh, Instagram or Facebook at, at Broomflix. Uh, you could write to us at, at Broomflix at gmail.com. And you probably already know, but uh, remember that it's B-R-O-O-M-F-L-I-C-K-S. We've got the licks at the end. Uh, that's why we're more enjoyable. And <laughs> as opposed to the other Broomflix podcasts. <laughs> all the hundreds those charlatans <laughs> but uh i just know that some people spell it with a flicks with a, an x and that's it ain't right um so anyway please listen subscribe rate and review bed nubs and broom flicks on apple Podcasts and uh all other podcast platforms uh we're also on amazon now so you can listen to us there hooray and uh, you can find me on the weekly podcast, Cage's Kiss, the Nicholas Cage podcast. We just discovered, are we just uh, covered, uh, oh God, by this week, 
it's going to be come on brain you can do it oh two on one or two eleven <laughs> i don't know i just keep going two one it's one like your brain one, just one. broke oh my brain has been broken i was at a, a women and uh, tech conference this week, a virtual one, but I was doing that and working and trying to keep up on social media and doing pod work and my brain done broke. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, we just covered 211, uh, or 211, whatever the hell you, you say. Uh, also check me out as Lila in Dispatches for Disassociation as Patrice and Lieutenant Murphy in Coyote's Bluff. And also, uh, we finally did it. We came out with the Golden Girls podcast, When Girls Were Golden. So yeah, check us out. I helped name it. That was my contribution. Yay! <laughs> I have no other contribution there. <laughs> so not we, you, and a friend. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's with me and Kristen from Coffin Cast. She was also uh, in a couple of the episodes where we covered the uh, uh, favorite familiars. But yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to make sure it's just like it's not we. Trust me, I'm not part of it. <laughs> Don't listen in and think that's me. <laughs> Give Kristen her due. <laughs> uh, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me stealth vaccinating people and <laughs> trying to get the vote out. <laughs> yes, please. I please just got vote. my flu shot, everybody. If you are healthy enough to get your flu shot and if you don't have any mouth complications that would prevent you from getting your flu shot, get your flu shot because we yes. don't need COVID and the flu going on right now. <laughs> also, please vote. Vote. Register to vote. Mm. Check to see if you registered to vote. Register to vote. Then go vote please yes please 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 <laughs> and uh if you have any of that awesome abraxas art <laughs> please i'm actually kind of looking some up right now then send you either send it to us uh on social media send it to broomflakes at gmail.com or you could send it to p.o box 14895 mill creek washington 98082 please um, and I'd like to th thank Doug Walters and uh, Redwire Blackwire for allowing us to use their song Compass. Uh, check it out. It is amazing. Uh, I love their music. And uh, thank you. I just and, um, got the <laughs> just got the fan art. <laughs> Jane, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I figured this would be the best oh, one to send. Good times. You can post that one. <laughs> Give them credit for whoever did that fan art of Braxis Lane and Flowers just Aww. looking with little hearts around it. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yes, uh, so, and next, Joyce, next time we'll be covering Roald Dahl's novel The Witches because we need more reading. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Linda needs to read more books <laughs> because I still am holding her to finishing. <gasps> um, Empire Storms by October 31st. Which and I if she do. doesn't, she knows what happens. So giving her another book to read could distract her. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, as you've probably seen uh, in one of our posts, uh, they just re remade The Witches. And so uh, we are eventually going to get to that. But first, of course, we have the book and then we have the wonderful Angelica Houston one. So we will be uh, seeing you then, I guess. And until then, what's that got to do with my knob? The witchling knob. <laughs> <laughs>